What's up, Doom Nation? We are back again. And as always, it is Skaggs and the Captain, and you are listening to the Two Doom Men podcast. And uh, we got an exciting, crazy episode this week. Skaggs, how you doing over there? I'm doing good. It was an exciting, crazy week again. <laughs> uh, we have a jam-packed episode. Actually, I hope that we'll be able to get through most of it. We have a lot here. Yeah. Um, so we've got a couple of topics. I will read them all for you guys before we get started. Uh, we're going to talk primarily about the New York Times article that defends Ray Epps. If you're not familiar with who Ray Epps is, we did an entire episode on him. I believe it was 99 with uh, Alan Jacoby. Um, so we went into his whole situation there. He's, he's pretty well known now. Um, we had a situation also over the weekend, I believe it was, of a shooting in Indiana where a good guy with a gun stopped a mass shooter. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, AOC, she has been in the news a lot <laughs> lately. Wow. Uh, she got heckled yeah. uh, last week, late, late last week uh, by Alex Stein. That was a funny, interesting scenario. A lot of stuff happened to her today also and yesterday. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I have a piece on the trans admiral, Rachel Levine. Uh, she was on MSNBC. So we got a video there and some things I wanted to talk about. And Captain, anything else you wanted to add before we get started? Other than did you hear today, uh, July 20th, Biden was speaking and he's like, and I have cancer. (laughs) (laughs) And the entire world right now doesn't know if Biden has cancer or if he just fucked up his speech again. Yeah. So he just fucked up his speech again, as per usual. Uh, They did come out and put out a full press release about half an hour ago saying he does not have cancer. Uh, He meant when he had a skin cancer tag removed a few years back. That's what he was referring to, which I do remember something like that occurred. So he he misspoke, obviously, again. Still, we were stuck in a completely ridiculous situation for a few hours. Yeah, as usual. (laughs) You just had to guess guess what is actually going on with our leader right now. World powers were convening. Being like, oh, shit, if he's got cancer, we could, you know, China is like at the ready. Like he, he has cancer. Taiwan gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the uh, DNC needed to deal with the laughing lady. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy in charge of the nukes, you know, so, you know, God help us. So all. we're safe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't. That's everything we discussed about talking about. I mean, this has been a wild week yeah, and yeah. and we're getting into some of the nitty gritty because like Ray Epps isn't even headline. Uh, Yeah. Ray Epps isn't even a. Uh, headline news really no and it should I, be yeah it, it should be and i thought it was important it was interesting because uh the new york times decided to talk about him and they wrote an entire yeah. article about him which i will share for you all here and i will read first before we go into our comments on it um you had this was behind a paywall of course with the new york times so i didn't pay for it i found a way to steal it from him so i'm giving him a dime <laughs> oh, God. so it's here and it's uh, a trump backers downfall as the target of a january 6th conspiracy theory Ray Epps becomes the unwitting face of an attempt by pro-Trump forces to promote the baseless idea that the FBI was behind the attack on the Capitol in the Rocky Mountains. I love the way they write this thing. It's so dramatic. Up a winding country road in a trailer park, a half mile from a cattle ranch, 
lives a man whose life was has been ruined by a January 6th conspiracy theory. Ray Epps has suffered enormously in the past 10 months as a right wing media figures. Huh. They didn't even that doesn't even make any sense. Right wing. OK, as right wing media figures and Republican politicians have basically described him as a covert government agent who helped to instigate the attack on the Capitol last year. Strangers have assailed him as a coward and a traitor and have menacingly cautioned him to sleep with one eye open. He was forced to sell his business and his home in Arizona. Fearing for his safety and uncertain of his future, he and his wife moved into a mobile home in the foothills of the Rockies with all of their belongings crammed into shipping containers in a high desert meadow a mile or two away. I just want to note that they are painting such a sad story here about how he had to move his home from where he lived because of harassment. And in their article here, they are now you know, basically saying where he lives again in the Rockies. Right. So, I mean, they're not giving his exact address, but they're telling you kind of where he is again while they're trying to make you feel bad for him because he was getting harassed. All right. Let's not forget they want you to feel bad for this guy, but an actual Supreme Court justice is living this situation right now. Every day, yeah. Yeah, Ray Kavanaugh is surrounded right now as we speak. How fun. So, all right, we'll continue. And for what? Lies. Uh, Mr. Epps asked the other day with a look of pained exhaustion. All of this, it's just been hell. Almost from the moment that a violent mob stormed the Capitol on January 6, 2021, allies of former uh, President Donald J. Trump have sought to shift the blame for the attack away from the people who were in the pro-Trump crowd that day to any number of scapegoats. First, they pointed at Antifa, the leftist activists who have a history of clashing with Trump's backers, but did not. But who did not show up when the Capitol was breached? Then they tried to fault the FBI, which, according to those who spread the baseless tale, planned the attack to provoke a crackdown on conservatives. Mr. Epps, 61, was not just a bystander on January 6th. He traveled to Washington to back Mr. Trump, was taped urging people to go to the Capitol and was there himself on the day of the assault. But through a series of events that twisted his role, he became the face of this conspiracy theory about the FBI as it spread from the fringes to the mainstream. Obscure right wing media outlets like Revolver News and Two Doom Men podcast <laughs> use selectively edited videos and unfounded leaps of logic to paint him as a secret federal asset in charge of a, br- a breach team responsible for setting off the riot at the Capitol. I was obviously just joking before. And when we did talk about this, we did say that a lot of this was speculation at the time. Um, the stories about Mr. Epps were quickly seized on by the f- by the Fox News host, Tucker Carlson, who gave them a wider audience. They were also echoed by Republican members of Congress like Rep. Thomas Massey, based of Kentucky and Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. Eventually, Mr. Trump joined the fray, mentioning Mr. Epps as one of the pol- at one of his political rallies and lending fuel to a viral Twitter hashtag hashtag who is Ray Epps. After months of watching the shadows as a pub, as public figures he once respected, Mr. Trump, among them, tarred his name and destroyed his reputation. Mr. Epps decided that he wanted to answer that question for himself. In a day long interview, sitting in his air conditioned recreational vehicle with his wife, Robin, and their two Shih Tzus beside him, Mr. Epps described himself as a father, a former Marine and a staunch but disillusioned conservative whose leaders had betrayed him. He granted the interview on the condition that the location of his new home not be disclosed, which they just did before. I am at the center of this thing, and it's the biggest farce that's ever been, he said. It's just not right. The American people are being led down a path. I think it should be criminal. 
To that end, Mr. Epps and his wife have been searching for a lawyer to help them find to file a defamation lawsuit against several of the people who have spread the false accounts. Should they end up doing so, they would join a list of other individuals and companies, most notably the voting machine producer Dominion Voting Systems, in using the courts to push back on the rampant disinformation that emerged and again during again and again during Mr. Trump's efforts to overturn the election. The truth needs to come out, Mr. Epps explained, petting his dogs. While Mr. Epps was a participant in some of the events that unfolded on January 6th, the claim that he inspired the Capitol riot in a false flag plot is solely based on the fact that he has never been arrested and therefore must be under protection of the government. But scores, if not hundreds of people who have who appear to have committed minor crimes that day were investigated by the FBI, but have not been charged or taken into custody. Mr. Epps said that he had acted stupidly at times when he and one of his sons took a last minute trip to Washington for Mr. Trump's speech about election fraud. But he said that he had managed to avoid arrest because he reached out to the FBI within minutes of discovering that agents wanted to wanted to speak with him. So he did. He did speak with the FBI. I didn't even catch that part, which is going to come in my rebuttal after this on January 8th, 2021, just two days after the Capitol was attacked. Mr. Epps learned from a family member that the FBI had issued a be on the lookout alert in his name. He said he immediately called the Bureau's National Threat Operations Center and his phone records show that he spoke to agents there for nearly an hour. The FBI has repeatedly declined to comment on Mr. Epps, but his account of calling the operations centers and sitting down for a formal discussion with federal agents in March 2021 is backed by transcripts of those interviews reviewed by The New York Times. The interview transcripts show that Mr. Epps told agents that he had spent much of his time at Capitol Hill seeking to calm down other rioters, an assertion supported by multiple video clips. Mr. Epps, who questioned the results of the election, was also interviewed twice by the House Select Committee on January 6th. Still ongoing, by the way. After his dealings with the panel were completed, officials released a statement saying that he had told them that he never worked as an asset for or an employee of any federal law enforcement agency. Worth noting, that was not televised like everything else in the January 6th committee is. One of the moments Mr. Epps said he regrets from his stay in Washington took place the night before the Capitol attack, when he joined his son and friend of pro-Trump rally for a friend, no, sorry, and a friend for a pro-Trump rally at Black Lives Matter Plaza. Does not exist. Uh, that's just, they painted it on the ground there. It's not actually called Black Lives Matter Plaza. They just renamed it because it's, you know, they're on that team, the New York Times. During the event, he was videotaped by a right-wing provocateur encouraging people to go inside the Capitol on January 6th in what he described even at the time as a form of peaceful protest. The clip has been used to depict Mr. Epps as a man who not only urged people to riot at the Capitol, but also then evaded prosecution. The Justice Department has not publicly addressed its decision to not not to charge him, But the legal definition of incitement requires a person's words to cause an immediate threat of danger, not one that could possibly occur the following day. On January 6th itself, Mr. Epps, believing he could stop the violence at the Capitol, inserted himself into a conflict between the police and members of the pro-Trump mob that is widely considered to be the tipping point of the attack. He can be seen in videos from around 1 p.m. that day, accosting a rioter named Ryan Samsel, who had already who had already started to confront officers 
behind a metal barricade on the west side of the Capitol. Mr. Epps said he intervened in the conflict to keep Mr. Samsel from attacking the police and tried to tell Mr. Samsel that officers were merely doing their jobs. Mr. Samsel gave an identical account to the FBI when he was arrested weeks later. (laughs) Mr. Epps also said he regretted sending a text to his nephew well after the violence had erupted, in which he discussed how he helped orchestrate the movements of people who were leaving Mr. Trump's speech near the White House by pointing them in the direction of the Capitol. Mr. Epps further acknowledged that while he moved past barricades into a restricted area of the Capitol grounds, he did not go into the building itself. The vast majority of those who did not enter the building or commit additional crimes have not been charged. By the time the violence started spreading, Mr. Epps had already left the Capitol, having helped to get a sick protester to safety. What a hero. The problems began for Mr. Epps almost as soon as Revolver News published its first article about him in October. That's the same Revolver News story that we covered in episode 99. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, there were email death threats, trespassers on his property demanding answers about January 6th, and acquaintances, fellow members of his church, even family members who disowned him, he said. Things became significantly worse after Mr. Carlson, Tucker Carlson, and prominent politicians, including the two doomed men, began, began to amplify the lots. In late December, Mr. Miss Epps discovered shell casings on the ground near the bunkhouse of the farm-style wedding venue they owned in Arizona, suggesting that someone had been shooting at the building. Then in January, Mr. Epps received a letter from someone claiming to have been brought into the country by a Mexican drug cartel. The writer said he had overheard some cartel members talking about killing Mr. Epps. I write on the paper to tell you need to be lookout, the letter said in broken English. These drug gang people, very bad people. Whether it was real or just a demented joke, Miss Epps went into hiding, leaving Mr. Epps to arm himself and run the family business uh, for a while through his security team. Ultimately, the couple sold the business and their ranch-style house, losing hundreds of thousands of dollars and wrecking the rage which they had made for their retirement. It has been a nightmare, Miss Epps said. After leaving Arizona for the mountains months ago, so now we know they live in the mountains somewhere in Colorado, after they just said that they're not going to give away where he lives. Uh, The Epses have not done much. They managed to spend their time with their children and some of their 37 grandchildren. Wow. Good for them. Holy shit. Mm. That's a gigantic fucking family. But making a little Hitler youth group (laughs) spreading that white privilege. (laughs) I guess so. But mostly keep to themselves. Mr. Epps is taking a wear to wearing a wide brimmed hat that hides his face. If people at the gas station or grocery store say he looks familiar, he will usually smile and then be on his way. While he wants to clear his name, he is under no illusion that he will ever manage to divorce it fully from the lies. They'll always be associated, Mr. Rep said. You can't convince some people. There are extremists out there, and you'll never convince them that they're wrong. And you're listening to two of their podcasts right now. All right, I've been talking for like 10 minutes. Yeah. That was a long article. I wanted to make sure I, everybody I'm surprised got a you dedicated to yourself yeah. to this. Well, I did um, because... I'll give you a chance to talk first because I was just talking for a while, like I said, but I did because I first of all want everybody to hear the entire article in its entirety. I will post the link below in the video if you want to read it yourself. And I have an extremely well thought out and documented rebuttal, which I will requote things, but I'll let you go first. Go ahead. All right. So I uh, just Googled mobile home parks in the Rocky Mountains and there's what? One, two, three, four, five, six, 
there's eight of them right here. So, you know, for where we're not uh, advocating anyone go after yeah. Ray Epps at all. Um, we're just trying to point out that they are saying, you know, how how awful it was that people went after him, which I agree, doxing yeah. and whatnot and physical intimidation is awful. But at the same time, they're trying they're giving you hints about where he lives. Yeah, so it's contradictory. All right. So, oh, my God, this is just whoever believes that cartel part is wildly <laughs> insane. But there's something important where they said they're trying to find a lawyer. They're looking for a lawyer to sue for li- for a liable liable Defin- defamation, I think. Yeah, defamation lawsuit. And why isn't anybody helping them? These are people who are now going to jump fence because the Republican Party did them wrong and made a nightmare for their life. Kyle Rinhouse got a lawyer That's right true. away. The other kid, Nick, uh, Nick, um, I want to say Swanson. Nick Sandman. Nick Sandman. Nick Sandman. Yeah, yeah the, uh, he the got Covington, a lawyer. He's Covington already been kids. paid millions of dollars. So you mean to tell me? There's an opportunity for a law firm to represent this guy and to sue people like to make Tucker Carlson an example and sue him for like a billion dollars or some stupid shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like Binger, sue, like, like sue Binger Fox. With, uh, just like you said before, like like what was it? It was Binger with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Like that guy was yeah. out politically motivated. Like I'm going to build my career on nailing Kyle Rittenhouse. Like that could be. Yeah, that could be you, Todd Binger right? <laughs> or, or another guy like you. Yeah. And so I question very deeply why no one is willing to help them. You know what? You know, what do they got to hide? This this is like a home run case for them. What else do we have? Oh, God. You want me to go on a couple of my points? Yeah, go for them. Oh, well, do you have the videos, too? I do, which I was going to come after one of my. So some for for even more context, there is videos of this guy contradicting all of this it doesn't look like oh they only took still moments or anything maybe they did i'm you know skags you do a lot of the editing you might be able to see if someone cut something but it's all it's the exact opposite of what they're saying you know so yeah we'll we'll play it for everybody so so i have i i spent a lot of time on this i went and i have exact excerpts from it i will reread and then i'll give you guys my my uh rebuttal so let's start off with he was taped urging people to go to the Capitol. No, this is a lie. He was taped urging people to go into the Capitol, not to the Capitol, into the Capitol. You have to go inside the Capitol building. That's what he said. So the New York Times lied there. And if you don't believe us, now we will play the video for you, which we did in our original episode. We played all of this stuff. So let's take a look and listen. And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, everyone? It's the Two Doom Men, and we're here to tell you about a partner of ours, the Patriot Cigar Company. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with the idea of incorporating the love of cigars with the love for freedom and America. There is no better way to celebrate our love for our country and freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium cigar. After months of trying out different blends and working with master blenders, they created the Hellfire TNT Sidewinder, Moab, and Mark 48, which we have right here. Each cigar is made with premium tobacco, aged a minimum of three years in Nicaragua. You know, this is a true story. I had really fallen off smoking cigars for a while, and I just couldn't find anything that I enjoyed or wanted to sit through until I was introduced to the Patriot Cigar Company, and these are honestly some of the best cigars I've smoked in a long time. And the best part about it 
is you could go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use our promo code DOOMED to get 15% off your order. So if you're ready to enjoy a nice cigar, head on over to their website by using the link in our episode description below. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? No! Tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to say go, it. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. Okay. Monument Hill. Yeah, this is on January 6th now. Where's the sick guy that he's helping? Please spread the word. All right, no, Dave, okay, but one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? No? When we go in. Are we going to get arrested if we go up year. there? When we go in. We don't need to get shot. It's on January 6th. into the restricted area yeah but during when people started to confront the police if you go back in the article it says he uh he stopped somebody from confronting the police why would you stop somebody from confronting the police and then take off full sprint sprint once the fucking barricades were broken yeah i'm not sure if that's the exact moment but it, it looks like it could it could be the moment yeah. maybe they're trying to rep to refer to because he does whisper into yeah. someone's ear um, I'm not sure if it is the same person. All right. So my next point here is, but the legal definition of incitement requires a person's words to cause an immediate threat of danger, not one that could possibly occur the following day. He was filmed the very next day, January 6th, again, telling people to go into the Capitol. I just played the video for you guys. And they don't even follow their own definitions of incitement. They tried to pin incitement on Trump for telling people to go over to the Capitol and protest peacefully. So by the same logic here that The New York Times is using, this article could be defending Trump. If you just switch the two guys names, if you just put everywhere that Ray Epps name is is in this article, you put Trump. This article could be defending Trump for similar for by that logic that The New York Times is using here. Um, and if you again. And it's like this is painting him ray epps as a victim of january 6th conspiracy theories again you would then be painting trump as a victim of january 6th conspiracy (laughs) theories if you just didn't think of it guys names right you got another point you want me to go into my next one no keep going all right yeah you've you put a lot of work into this i I had something brewing but go ahead yeah if anything write down because we got a lot here yeah the fbi has repeatedly declined to comment on mr epps But his account of calling the operations center and of sitting down for formal discussion with federal agents in March of 2021 is backed by transcript of those interviews reviewed by The New York Times. So so we're just supposed to, you know, just take The New York Times word for it, that they have these 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 transcripts. That part of the January 6th committee was right. 
But Revolver yeah. News, who originally wrote this story, no, we can't take their word for it, right? No, they're bad. They're an obscure right-wing media outlet who can't be trusted, according to New York Times. But the New York Times, no, we, we got to take their word yeah. for it. because Never lied about anything. You know, there's no proof. They haven't posted that part or anything like that in here. When he joined his son and a friend for a pro-Trump rally at Black Lives Matter Plaza, which does not exist, like I said before, during the event, he was videotaped by a right-wing provocateur encouraging people to go <laughs> inside the Capitol on January 6th in what he described even at the time as a form of peaceful protest. So by the New York Times logic here, the person videotaping Ray Epps is, a is the right-wing provocateur, yeah. not Ray Epps who's on video encouraging people to go into the Capitol building. I mean, they're, it, they're blaming point, the person. They're blaming the person who posted it. That's who they really they're, want. They're just blaming the person who took a video. So yeah. taking a video of someone on January 6th is being a right wing provocateur here. I, I mean, come on. I'm just going to be more points here. But if you don't see where what this article is trying to accomplish here, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. Good. You know, just the fact that the New York Times has gone out of its way to write this over the top fluff piece. He's helping six pe sick people. Yeah, they had the to dogs. run away. Right. Yeah. A he's winding got Colorado dogs. Road. It's yeah. written like a like a Stephen King novel. You know, the there's bullet shells and bullet casings and the cartels coming after him and this fairy tale nightmare. This whole fluff piece just makes me feel like he's that much more guilty. OK, because if they had just left it alone, people would have eventually forgotten this guy. You know, what I mean, there's so much going on. Nobody would remember this. But like it's, you know, just like when they're always like uh, if CNN and like the administration tells you and the CDC tells you to believe this and Joe Rogan tells you to believe this, going with believe Joe Rogan, what Joe yeah. Rogan's saying, like. <laughs> I, it's come on, like the New York Times is trying so hard to lift this guy up. Why? Why are you doing it? Yeah, there's got to be something special yeah. around him. We got you know? more to go here, but they didn't convince us. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> me, me, and, me and Chris with their article here. All right. So next part. The problems began for Mr. Epps almost as soon as Revolver News published its first article about him in October. Suddenly, there were emailed death threats, trespassers on his property demanding answers about January 6th and acquaintances, fellow members of his church, even family members who disowned him, he said. These threats sound like they're coming from the left, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What are Trump people going to be going after a, a guy who was on their side in the supposed insurrection? Right. People who bought into and this also, narrative. It's, it's, pe it's people that are going after him are people that bought into this narrative of it being an insurrection. Correct. And this that that uh, that news organizations like The New York Times propagate. Right. So that's like a circular logic here. They're they're saying people going after him, people going after January 6th uh, protesters is bad. But it's it's you. You're the yeah. ones that are going after them. Go ahead. So his life got bad once Revolver News put the story out. But the story in Revolver News was that his his face was on the FBI watch yes. list. And then it got they found him or and then it got taken down. Right. And that's what the story was. So how did all his troubles begin when Revolver News started it? People already knew when he was right. working with the FBI because they told him. Yes, he called them right away. And and if you remember when the FBI put his photo up, it was left wing online people yes. who yes. identified him. They went and they scoured the Internet to try and find out 
Who is this guy? That was documented in the Revolver News story. So it was, again, it was left-wing people yeah. who were putting out there trying to identify him to give him over to the FBI. It was worth noting in this also that, I mean, he does say that he had contact with the FBI, said that yeah. he called them the day after. And told, I mean, so he did admit it. You know, he's saying that he admit he called them to tell me he had nothing to do with it, but he did have contact with the FBI by his own admission in some regard. All right. Let's see. Uh, all right. So Mr. Epps further acknowledged that while he moved past the barricades into a restricted area of the Capitol grounds, he did not go into the building himself. The vast majority of those who did not enter the building or commit additional crimes have not been charged. False. Many other people, mm -hmm. including Jeremy Brown, who's friends with James from We The People Radio, Owen Schroyer, Mark Ibrahim, Coy Griffin, and many others have been hit with trespassing charges for going into that restricted area. And that's it, which we had on video before where they burst past the barrier. They ran into the restricted area. So that is not true. Many people are rotting in jail for a long time without yep. without bail, without everything. Solitary confinement like Jeremy Brown. Right. I mean, I think we even mentioned Jeremy Brown back on the insurrection party. Uh, James was talking a little bit about him and they did. We the people radio did an episode with Jeremy Brown on the phone from jail to uh, hear his side of the story. So go check that out if you guys want. All right. My my second to last point is cartel members threatening him. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. That does, yeah. I mean, you know, that's one of those points that we talk about all the time that you hear that. And you're just like, huh? What? That doesn't yeah. make any sense that I mean, logically, Trump openly went after the cartels. Why would they be threatening to go this after guy. a guy who's like a conspiracy theorist trying to take down Trump or something? Yeah. That makes no sense. Um, and then this is where I'll wrap up the most hysterical part of this entire thing regarding The New York Times. And I have to share this one for you. Is that. Ray Epps is referenced as a pre-planner of the Capitol siege in the New York Times, own video documentary of January 6th, Day of Rage, how Trump supporters took the Capitol. Here is a promo clip. And how for some, storming the Capitol was part of the plan all along. In fact, tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to go, it. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. To the Capitol. Let's go. <laughs> I love to shut the fuck up, Boomer. All right. If you can't really have seen it there, because uh, it's it's kind of a little faded, but in the bottom right corner of this promo film, it's a New York Times symbol. This was a promo shot from their documentary. So they themselves even admitted and had a documentary saying that Ray Epps was involved to some extent or another. But now they are writing a cover piece for him, which just makes it that much more suspicious. I mean, you want to go ahead. You want to make any no. final points? You know, I mean, it's obviously, in my opinion, it's it's a cover up article. We yeah. all know that the New York Times is on the side of like the machine, the regime, whatever you want to call it. I, I do believe that Ray Epps is innocent until proven guilty. Right. We're just kind of like calling it as we see it here. But he should get his day in court. There should be an investigation and, a real investigation. Right? But uh, we know that doesn't yeah. exist. It ain't going to yeah. happen. Right. So. In my opinion, it's a puff piece. It's a cover up piece. Uh, Ray Epps has been the smoking gun for this whole January 6th thing for a long time now, you know, for us right wing conspiracy yeah. theories and here. So this was an attempt at them to try and, like, cover it up and, you know, and build a guy up and things, get some get some sympathy you know, for him. 
and and how many things have we pulled up receipts on how many times have you know russia gate you know trump wasn't involved with with russia for the 2016 election but that was that was as truth proven wrong how long uh, this only has to last for how long until it gets proven that this is wrong and maybe he is possibly guilty you know what i mean i give it you know we could give it six weeks a month you know it's gonna yeah. happen wanna take, wanna i think it's gonna odds? happen what are the odds you know? on, on the weeks yeah yeah we'll see yeah. well we will see One that's day, all we have maybe. to do with a conspiracy now is wait is they wait. come yeah. true really yeah. quickly now yeah maybe 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 in six weeks maybe in six years who knows it'll be declassified yeah. one day and we'll we'll know for certain and we'll go back and we'll pull that receipt <laughs> all those years later so we got we got another couple stories here let's get into um next one is about the indiana mall yes. uh, shooting so this uh, you know i want to say something yep. this is you know they always fantasize this is a perfect example they always fantasize the shooter when the shooter does it and it fits the agenda it's every it's front page news his picture all the good stuff but here is somebody who prevented a shooting who is the hero of the day he saved multiple more lives because the state has constitutional carry because he was carrying because he was trained and they're furious. They don't want to talk about this kid. So I think it's up to people like us to actually promote the heroes instead of these villains. Funny because I 100% agree with you. And this kind of was going to be my point, but let's go. No, it's all right. No, no, no. You you get to make your points too. Obviously it's not just me talking here forever, rambling on. So, Let's go to the story. What exactly happened? And I'm going to CNN for this one. Many more. You're going to read this whole one again. You're going to dedicate yourself. Just just. Yeah, (laughs) I am. Yeah. So many more people would have died. An armed bystander killed gunman who had three guns and 100 rounds of ammunition. Police say. The gunman who killed three people and injured two others at a mall in Greenwood, Indiana, Sunday evening was armed with two rifles, a Glock pistol and more than 100 rounds of ammunition. Police said So it's worth noting here right? that this guy is full intention was to commit an insane mass shooting mm-hmm. and take out dozens and dozens of people. He had a, enough ammunition and weapons to do so. The 20-year-old man identified as Doug. I'm not going to say his name, actually. Yep. Used only an AR-15-style rifle in the shooting, firing off 24 rounds before he was shot and killed by a bystander. Police, in, p- police initially said he was shot less than two minutes after the bat- attack began, but revised that to 15 seconds later. On Tuesday, according to the, the Greenwood Police Chief James Eisen, this error was simply a result of misreading notes during the conference. Uh, police chief said in a statement, I feel the need to correct this immediately as he let off rounds from the rest, a restroom area into the mall's food court. Elisha Dickin, 22 years old of Seymour, Indiana, fired 10 shots at him from his Glock handgun, preventing many more deaths. Uh, Eisen said at a press conference Monday, he engaged a gunman from from quite a distance with a handgun. Very proficient in that. Very tactically sound. And as he moved to close in on the suspect, he was also motioning for people to exit behind him. Eisen said many more people would have died last night if not for a responsible armed citizen that took action very quickly. Uh, Dickon was legally armed. Eisen said the victims killed were Pedro Pineda. Roseanne Marion Rivera Pineda, Victor Gomez, so three people. Uh, police still searching for the motive and family members. All right, so you get you get the gist of it. I won't read the rest. Um, reason why First, I wanted to read some of it, and I'm go gonna give some credit yeah. to CNN. Right, Jeff Zucker is gone. 
from CNN. He was the guy in charge. And the new people in charge have said they are going to yeah. try and salvage the network and just kind of objectively cover the news. That was pretty objectively covered. I'm going to give them a, a smidge of credit here yeah. and shocking that they would even give credit, you know, to someone, That's good. A, 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 someone yeah. who, who uh, a hero. So go ahead. Elijah Dickin. Man, what a name. Big he gave Dickin that guy energy. a Dickin, bro. <laughs> you know, dicking around and found out. <laughs> but this just this is one of those stories that destroys the whole ban guns, ban assault weapons narratives. New York just overturned the, the carry for, you know, the carry laws in New York. And now it's this ridiculous process with millions of restrictions to get it. There's still issues with it. When this happens in places that are restrictive like this, you get what happened, you know, in uh, in the Buffalo shooting. Exactly what happened in the Buffalo shooting. You put it perfectly. This guy showed up with intent to do something insane. Two rifles, a handgun, all this ammo, a concealed carry permit. This person's carrying maybe just that, maybe the 10 rounds right, the man, that Elijah, you know, was shot at the man. The, it's, these are two vastly different people. The government doesn't want you to be around either of them. One of them is just there with a tool for protection. The other one is bringing everything he ever bought with him on his back and plans to use all of it like real life gta stuff yeah which one's the real problem here you know what right. i mean right obviously and then like how do we actually solve that problem or prevent these things from happening just like this honestly yeah. just like this right you In have reality. to make these crazy people second guess yeah you have to make you know they you know they always talk about we have the right to to live um freely and safe but your rights don't end where like your fears begin. The Libertarian yes. Party just got Biden with that on Twitter. So it was fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the, this is. When you're concealed carrying, there's this fear that like these people just think you're the, the mass shooter. You're running around. If there's multiple concealed carries in the same place. Yes. One of those people could go crazy and could be the mass shooter. But then there's six, seven other people that are also carrying you still have to think twice before you act like this is there once in a while going to be the crazy person that you know is insane to do this they do it happens to cops all the time what is that death by police or something yeah suicide by cop yeah yeah so there are people that are going to cross this line there's it, there's always going to be that one person but the bare minimum even if the concealed carry normal guy with the little five shot revolver on his hip decides to be the next mass shooter. He still has to second think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Think again. hundred percent, man. I mean, in the last episode, I told the story about myself going to see Thor mm -hmm. and how I was essentially disarmed by the movie theater, which, you know, again, I respect their private property rights. And I did as they asked. But when I came back out of the movie, the secure armed security guard was gone. So this scenario could theoretically have happened at the guy. Yeah. God, it didn't. Right. Thank God. But it could have happened and I would have been disarmed and not been able to try at least to defend myself like a, a big dick mm -hmm. in here did. Right. I, I think here that what this kid did is obviously he's a hero. Right. He's also yeah. I mean, that's a hell of a shot. Right. To take he's a, also with, trained. He's also yeah, he, he knows what he has. This is something else, too. P 
people who carry, you think they're, you know, the left wants you to believe they're these psychopaths. They're going to shoot anything that moves. But here's a kid who's hitting somebody probably a nine millimeter from a long distance. A hard shot? Yeah, it's an insanely hard shot at 25 feet at 30, 40 feet. It's a hard shot, you know, so. This is somebody who's putting the time in to learn how to protect himself, not another wild human being who's off his meds, blindly shooting into what was it? The, the cafeteria of the of the mall. Right. He came. It's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, you know, for people who are not familiar, but it's a big part of gun culture, which is, you know, who the state is trying to disarm, like being proficient with your gun. Even what he did afterwards, which was like, escort, you know, like wave people out and try yeah. and like help people after like. You, you can I remember going to uh, the Utah carry class, right, that I went to because I have my Utah uh, permit. And uh, the, the guy who taught it was like stressing to everyone in there. He's like, you're like a second line because he was like he was a police officer. He's like, you're like a second line of defense for not only yourself, but just people in general. And it's like and it's, it doesn't it doesn't just stop with like, uh, you know, like you carrying and defending yourself. It's like it's in a, in a situation, you know, you can be a leader and help people by you know pointing them to the door and escorting them out and whatnot like that's exactly what this guy did i mean like how that's a bad thing which you'll get into people are saying later is just absolutely insane but what i think i think the gun community goes for us and it goes for everybody else who's in the gun community like people who really love guns and are not violent people and everything i mean we got to be more proactive and i think this should be kind of like the warning shot and and what i mean by that is like we're not going to fucking take this shit anymore how are we going to stop these mass shooters? We got to fucking just kill them. Honestly, yeah. it's got to fight crazy. back. You, you got to be back. ready to fight back. You yeah. got to put them down. Right. And then o- over time, this problem will solve itself because these fucking yeah. psychopaths are going to think twice. It's going to be a deterrent. So, I mean, if you're a, a, a person who has, you know, is, is a, a legal law abiding gun owner, carry your shit everywhere you can. Right. And that is allowed legally, you know, disclaimer there (laughs) and do what you have to do if this fucking scenario occurs. And we'll see if this starts becoming the norm and people start fucking fighting back. If this stops his mass, these insane guys that are that are mass shooters or at least slows them down. So, you know, and now we have the other side gun control. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but gun control advocates stunned man who allegedly shot Indiana mall shooter labeled Good Samaritan. Uh, critics are lashing out after a man carrying a pistol pistol stopped a mass shooter in an Indiana shopping mall, arguing the man should not be called a good Samaritan. Then they get into the definition of the good Samaritan and what <laughs> was said in the Bible about, you know, the good Samaritan who picked up and helped the sick man. That's how you're supposed to be a good Samaritan. There are people here. We go with the weird flexes mm-hmm. arguing that everyone in that mall should have laid down and died. And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, Doom Nation? It is Skaggs here, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Two Doom Men podcast. If you like political discussion, guns, beer, movie and TV reviews, smash that like button, subscribe to our channel, and share the show with your friends. That's the best way we can get around Big Tech's algorithm. You can also just go to linktree.com slash Men to find everywhere the show has a presence. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Skaggs89. Thank you, everyone, and let's get back to the show. Yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's, they, a, we, 
it's a weird flex, right? Because yeah. people you're would, shaming the person who saved people in 15 seconds. It's it's not even that. It's it's I mean that is part of it, right? But it's a weird flex because certain people would rather a lot of people die to prove their yeah. narrative than people actually not die. Like that's how that's how crazy discourse and and like our society and ideology has become now. Like me and you do not have that opinion of anything, right? Right. We we just want people to live good lives peacefully, calmly. Just want a barbecue and be barbecue and have alone. a good time, right? But like, there's actually people who are like, who when they heard this were like, fuck. God damn it. Why couldn't that guy have not yeah. been there? And all these people got killed so that my narrative can still hold yeah. water after all this. Without a doubt, without a doubt, people had that insane thought. Um, so I, I kind of want to switch it up now here. We're not going to really switch it up. But we're going to go to our tweets of the week because they factor into this uh, whole this whole uh, scenario here. So I'm going to start off with mine and then you have one as well. As well, I have. Oh, we'll do those two. And then I have the other one. All right. Yeah. I'm going to start off with mine first. And this is from my good buddy, Chris Murphy of Connecticut. And he tweeted. Oh, my goodness. The Uvalde video puts to bed forever the question of whether the way to deal with bad guys with guns is to make sure that there are more good guys with guns. We've always known it was a gun industry created lie designed to sell more guns. Now we just have to now we have the gut wrenching proof. All right. So this 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 was one of the most infuriating tweets I've ever seen. This is the most nonsensical fucking thing you could say. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, he's he's saying here, in effect, that like the police are th- supposed to theoretically be the good guys and that they have the guns and this argument doesn't work because they didn't do it. I mean, I commented here. It's actually the first comment up here. It's like, you know, like you understand, right, that you, the state purchases those guns for your agents, the police. Yet you sit here and advocate against the private individual's right to self-defense because your state agents failed to protect children. Government creates the problem and then sells itself as the solution. And then again, yep. obviously, Chris Murphy was proven wrong again here a few days later when Big Dick and Energy shot and yep. killed this guy. So, yeah, I mean, Murphy's one of the worst. He's like the premier gun control robot person, lizard people. The, and the, you know, the flat out truth of it, the Univ- Univlad police are not the good guys. They it, they didn't go in there. They didn't do anything. They let those people die. Therefore, they are complacent and they are the bad guys as well. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's just insane to take that and use it as an argument yeah. against like me and you. It's like, yeah, your your commandos, your state commandos didn't do the job. And then you're using that as a justification to disarm someone, a, a private citizen who has nothing to do with the scenario. He's arguing to disarm Dickens, yeah. literally Dickens. He's, he's arguing to disarm Dickens, not the police. It, it's a really fucking bizarre world we live in. In my opinion, that is a dishonest post, a dishonest argument. Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't it's not grounded in any sound logic. It's just I'm the guy that's here to push the message to take away your guns and the NPCs will believe me and do, you know, listen to whatever I have to say. So we got two other two. You got two. Uh, that was I only got one. You got two. Yeah. Let's see well, one is the, the bottom one is for later when oh, we talk later. about AOC. Stein. All right, let's let's go yeah. with this one. What we got? What we got working here? I don't even remember what this is. Let's see. Oh, here we go. If one bad guy with an AR-15 was able to scare nearly 400 cops in Univlad, maybe it's time to restrict civilians from buying AR-15s. Some guy came out with two AR-15s and one man with a handgun took his ass out. Again, 
completely disproven. And this is on July 17th, too. This is after the fact. Yeah. This is even more bizarre. You would, this is by Tristan Snell, that you would make this, this point at right after that exact scenario you're saying doesn't happen, just happened. Yeah. Like, maybe he was living under a rock. Maybe he didn't see it. I don't know. Um, I was laughing also how you're saying Univlad. It's Uvalde. The, uh, Uvalde, the whatever. <laughs> it wouldn't be you a two episode names. if uh, the captain didn't, uh, you know, he didn't uh, fuck up a name. something wrong. So, uh, all right. You want to go on to the next topic? You got any other sure. thoughts on uh, this? On this is anger, man, just because, you know, out of all the conspiracies, it's no lie. They want to disarm us. And, you know, what does the government do once it disarms its citizens? Whatever the fuck it wants. Yeah. It, it, the Second Amendment is literally the last thing keeping the fighting chance go look at history man go look at every other tyrannical regime in the history of the world it's like you know almost all governments have always been tyrannical like it's <laughs> it's against the grain that a, a we have a situation like we have here in america and our government has become super tyrannical right so again it's just like human nature follows the law of averages here uh famous my my uh my last point is a famous saying goes an armed society is a polite society yeah i said we're now in a part where we have to do the work to make it polite and just read between the lines there and think yeah. about what that might mean. All right. So next story we got here is funny. We'll, we'll, mm. we'll laugh a little bit. This uh, is, it's been a real upside down <laughs> world, like episode, you know, the, yes. the, the people who videotaped Ray Epps are the agent provocateurs. The guys who are killing the mass shooters need to be disarmed at a villain. And now more furthering of denying reality. Yep. So there's a tweet from AOC. We'll start there. I posted about a deeply disgusting incident that happened today on the Capitol steps, but took it down because it's clearly someone seeking extremist fame. It's just a bummer to work in an institution that openly allowed this, but talking about it only invites more. Just really sad. So what is AOC talking about? Well, if you didn't see Alex Stein happened to be he is a contributor for the blaze. He's a funny, crazy guy. I don't agree with him on everything. He just happened to be waiting in front of the Capitol, uh, you know, just waiting to troll people. And here comes AOC. And I mean, boy, you're about to see some gold. See, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. I love it. My favorite, AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Woo, I love it, AOC. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. See, my favorite big booty Latino. Uh, Do you think they would have had such a problem with it if he's, like, openly gay? Like, rainbow shirt. I think he might be gay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too. I think he is. Let's let's look that up real quick. Or he's a bit on the spectrum, uh, Alex. (laughs) Is Alex Stein gay? And for context, this was the first time I heard about this guy in this I video. Think he, oh boy, he's he's he is a provocateur. I'm not going to take that away. Yeah. You know, he's his. You know, so he might be. I know he's a little bit all over the place. I did hear him talking about that he's trans. He's gay. He's a little bit of everything. So I mean, who knows with him whether he's you know real or not. Um, first of all, AOC's reaction to this was to say that a person essentially threatened her and was saying she has a nice ass uh, and that she was like basically all these vulgarities 
towards her, which we just watched more words or violence. Right. I'm and um, it's, it's not what he said. Uh, look, I mean, what he said isn't isn't not true. Let's just put it that way. Right. It's a nice way to, I guess, put it. She's really good looking. Right. And and in this video, in the dress, that's the way she looks. Right. I I I, I try to call objective reality at the way she's it is. my favorite big booty Latina, too. So, you know, he's not lying. Let's put it that way. Uh, and I mean, it's kind of a compliment in a way you can say, yeah. I mean, like catcalling women is, is disrespectful, no doubt, without a doubt. Um, but he wasn't just like catcalling her. He's, he's heckling her. He's trolling her. Right. He's, this is a political heckling thing. Um, and I looked into a little bit of what he has. So he was on Timcast the next day. Uh, and he what he calls this is culture jamming, uh, where you take the most absurd parts of our culture and you jam it into people's faces to expose how crazy it is. And basically the premise, his premise comes from the fact that he's tried to talk to people, politicians and, you know, like AOC normally, but they just ignore you. Like if you run into them in the street and try and have a conversation mm-hmm. with them, especially from like an oppositional point of view, they'll just dismiss you and not say a word. Like, so he's like, so you realize he realized you can only evoke a response from them by trolling them. And it worked right. <laughs> Hook, line and sinker. Hook, line and sinker. So you might think this was really dumb. It served no purpose. Right. What he did. And that's what I originally thought myself when this whole I'm like, all right, it was funny. But what did you really accomplish, Alex Stein? Well, as you know, AOC, she doesn't just let things go later that afternoon. Let's see what AOC had to say. These insurrectionists like Antifa and that there were actual officers working with this and we never got to the bottom of that and we never got any answers about that. And then to this day, we're just supposed to pretend that that never happened. I have no idea what happened to the people on the inside who were very clearly sympathetic with what was going on and opening the doors wide open for that. And we're, I'm supposed to sit here and pretend like none of that ever happened. And then right afterwards, you have a massive, you know, you just have this idea that throwing money at that problem is gonna make it go away without any buildings. accountability. And so this is this is where these things are. You heard what that guy said, by the way, he, the guy who's recording her just said, we could burn some buildings. Well, that's what they did for, you know, George Floyd breaking down. We're not safe. And it's not just about members of Congress not being safe. The food staff workers aren't safe. The janitors aren't safe. Like we need to get to the bottom of this. So that's all I got to say. I like how the NPC, they're like literally just NPCs like surrounding her. They're just like shouting out slogans like they're not even engaging her in conversation. The guy's like, we burned down buildings. Black Lives Matter. They're literally just like They've been pre-programmed with like three things they could say, and they can only refer to those three things. I just, you know, what angers me about this is, like I said earlier, there are people surrounding Brett Kavanaugh's house right now because he's a Supreme, a right-wing Supreme Court justice that helped overturn Roe v. Wade. His family is in danger. His neighbors are in danger. His neighbors' children are endangered. And the president hasn't even like admitted that this is wrong or like, you know, st- tried anything to stop it. They can't it, it, even it get is, more. Secu- it is it, it is against the law. Yes. To protest in front of the Supreme Court justice's house. So so the federal government in Washington, D.C. and et cetera, does have a vehicle to remove those protesters. They are willfully choosing to not do anything about. It. There you go. Willfully choosing not to do anything about it, you know. 
And here we are. She's complaining that there's, you know, insurrectionists heckling her on the steps, making because she got heckled today. She can't trust security and the Capitol building to keep her and everyone else safe in it because somebody might say something mean to you. Yeah. So so I mean, she's she obviously had a complete meltdown here. Right. Which, again, proves that Alex Stein had did something right. Yeah. And her original point here was that what she said in another video, which I didn't play, was that the the Capitol Police are not here to protect them or to protect the institution. Uh, and then in this video, I mean, she starts spewing right wing conspiracy theory talking <laughs> points. AOC does right about how the Capitol Police, because she's now on a rant about the Capitol Police, about how they open the doors and let people into the building on January 6th. Right. We just fucking talked about Ray Epps for a half an hour. Something that we've mentioned on the show, there's a lot of like weird videos of the of the police just opening the doors and letting them in. There's questions mm-hmm. to be asked there as to why that happened, right? Regarding the whole thing. But now Alex Stein, because he called AOC a big booty <laughs> Latina, got her to admit that the Capitol Police opened the doors and let people into the building on purpose on, on January 6th. Furthermore, right? What is she even talking about? Like she's literally talking about what does she want the Capitol Police to do? Go arrest someone for for saying something yes. to her? Yes, yes, I know. I know. But it's a rhetorical <laughs> question, right? Yes. Words are violence to the left. They will throw you in jail because they don't value freedom of speech. What he said was not a threat. What he said was not overly the top, even that bad. It was more of a compliment, yeah. like I said earlier. But she wants the police to get involved, literally, for him heckling her with calling her a big booty Latina. Throw his ass in jail. I said this when we were on Freedom Friday, when I was on Freedom Friday with uh, James and uh, and Alan. I'm like, these people would fucking kill us and throw us all in jail if they had their yeah. way. And what I mean by us is like people who do podcasts, people who speak out against this stuff. Like if you really if they really could, if they really had at this moment in time, just the overarching authority to just command police to do whatever they want. They fucking kill us. Stormtroopers. Yeah. They would literally anyone, anyone who speaks out against them jail. Or just kill you straight up. Yep. I mean, it's it's again, AOC portrays herself as like this, this sweet, you know, uh, you know, like she's vulnerable, but she's a fucking tyrannical monster. dude. <laughs> You're seeing it right there and wants to disarm you. Gee, yes. <laughs> let's put these past two stories together. This one wants to put you in jail if you say the wrong thing. And the uh, Lamont wants to disarm you so you can't protect yourself from any opposing, uh, you know what I mean? So what's the real, what's the real plan here? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they're little little Maoists, you know, this is what Mao Zedong did to all the people of China when he started his cultural revolution that brought forth communism in China, took away their guns. Then he killed the most people anyone has ever killed. It is interesting that we talk about Hitler all the time and what he did, how many people he killed. Mao and the communist revolution, I think I mentioned it recently killed over 200 million people. I mean, that's he's, insane. you know, he's that's big leagues. You know, yeah. Hitler was minor leagues compared to that. But that's not ta- spoken about. Why? Because it's a version of Marxism and communism, which is popular. Yep. You know, it's so, what hey, they want to do. Get get the population under 500 million. Yeah. Which was said, by the way, at the World Economic Forum this past yep. week, uh, one of the ladies speaking reference how she you know she, it would be ideal if we get the population of the world back to what it was like four or five hundred years ago which was around 500 million same yep. thing that was on the georgia guidestones by the way yeah that uh, you know got yeah. exploded crazy week for aoc man you know yesterday and so it keeps going now with aoc yeah if you haven't seen yesterday she got arrested at the supreme court protesting for abortion rights we had arrested. really arrested yeah we we posted it it, it she didn't really get arrested she got escorted over to a, a tent in the shade 
of tea and crumpets. Uh, <laughs> and the big the big part is that she had held her hands behind her back as if she was uh, handcuffed when she was not handcuffed. Um, this is the good thing about social media, right? I was thinking about this before. We've, we've kind of spoken about this before, right? Had had had, had social say, let's let's say that this whole scenario with AOC getting arrested happened mm-hmm. uh, 45 years ago, right? The only the only information and the only photos we would have of this would be from the corporate press, from the New York Times and yeah. whoever else. Right. What you saw the in the photo, newspaper, what you heard on the radio and what you saw on what channels hear, two, three and four. Yes. What and what you would have heard was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez got arrested for protesting for your constitutional right to abortion. And you'd have seen the photo of her from the front with her arms behind her back and a police officer standing behind her. But because of social media, people are able to take photos. It's not just the corporate press's photos that they would then only be able to publish. No one else would see it and just post them online. So you can now see that that's not the case. She wasn't handcuffed. She was pretending to be handcuffed. So like as as often as we shit on social media and how it is like a psyop machine without a doubt. It's also a double edged sword. It is a double edged sword because you can crack holes in the narrative and inside with it, which we would not be able to do 45 years ago. I just thought that Definitely. was interesting. And, you know, it's, it's it, where we're talking about cracking holes in every story because of social media. Ray Epps is, you know, living in the Rocky Mountains in a trailer park. You know, you would only it, exactly it, you would only get those articles from the yeah. New York Times. You know, what I mean, you wouldn't get two do men here poking a hole in the whole thing or, or, or at least trying to. Yep. So that is so, the beauty of it. I I have some type of a theory it's out there, but, you know, and it's not even it is conspiracy theory. Yeah, I guess so. I think, <laughs> you know, with the midterms coming up, they need something crazy. I am kind of starting to believe that. The establishment overstepped itself again and thought with the overturning of Roe v. Wade that they thought, you know, their little minions would be primed and ready to start burning down cities all over again. Could be wrong, but I kind of feel like that's what they were expecting to happen. Mm. And it didn't happen. And it's kind of odd. And every like there's still blips of, you know, people arguing about Roe v. Wade being overturned. And then you got somebody who's very popular, very polarizing with a big following like AOC. She gets heckled off the bat. She's making headline news as the victim. And then the next day she's victimized again. Oh, but she's victimized at an abortion protest. There hasn't been, there's been them, but there hasn't been big ones that anything has gotten out of control here. They are exploit potentially exploiting a crisis, having AOC be, you know, the head lead charge on this Mm -hmm. to hope that more places turn into protest then there'll be a big protest in times square then there'll be a big protest in in la or, or san diego and that you know to try and light those fires of peaceful protesting again so you and think I'm just you, one you think they're trying to anger people by arresting yeah. like the people's leader and yeah. putting her in handcuffs and parading her around in the street saying you know we'll arrest you if you try to if, if you get mad that roe v wade was overturned and don't get me wrong People have the right to protest that Roe v. Wade was overturned, even though most of those states are going to allow abortion. You do technically have the right, but they want those those protests to become the BLM peaceful protests I to tell. cause chaos 
to cause chaos for the Democrats to fix before the midterm election or to have people really then then all the you know, they all start running on. We're not going to overturn abortion in our state. And then everybody turns out, you know, to the to the polls in november it's it's you know what i mean like it's using this as a lightning rod i like this rabbit hole and i could smell hair burning um yeah maybe i mean honestly now that i'm i'm thinking about it and you've you put the idea in my head i mean a couple of days before she's talking about the police now the police bad again right police bad please don't protect us they're not meant to protect yep. people blah, 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 blah. police bad police bad police bad then a couple of days later she's arrested by those very same police that she was just saying is bad and it's obviously a, a, a fake staged occurrence she wasn't a, she wasn't handcuffed the cops mm-hmm. were smiling in the background if you watch the video it was, it was all pre-planned again it was very same maybe there is an aspect to that right of like hey let's bring some bad you know ire back to the police yeah. and try and mix in a little bit some uh, angst about abortion and maybe we get a couple people start throwing molotov cocktails again at police officers yeah. and some violence flip officers. a car break it's a, it's a hell of a stretch i'm i i am gonna say it's a hell of yeah. a stretch but maybe but they need something, something for yeah. single issue voters come november uh, yeah yeah i agree i agree and i think you're also right that the abortion thing hasn't played the way they thought it would i don't right? think like, it did are, at all are people annoyed yes right but like i said i think a couple episodes ago maybe i was saying this to, to the guys like I think in a while, like people are going to realize that it wasn't that big of a deal yeah. Roe versus Wade and that it is still legal where they are. And that I and I did think that like overturning Roe versus Wade would have diffused the the uh, the, the abortion debate in the country. And I, and I do still think that's going to happen. So like as that's happening, people are getting less worked up about it on both sides and yeah. things will calm down. It doesn't make sense that it's not going to work to try and use it as a as a, as a spark to get people to like start burning down buildings. Like yeah. that guy said in that video right in front of AC, but AOC, by the way, right. Don't yeah, forget burn that's buildings that. down. Like, yeah. Right. He said, we should burn down buildings right in front of AOC. Right. The, yes, yeah. that's right. So that is another and BLM. Like, yes, right. Yeah. Just, oh my God. Yeah. Look at this. They're we're, making we're you associate live in the moment. We're associate yeah. what she's talking about. Yeah. You know? Maybe, maybe, you know, and that, uh, yeah, man. And man. also on top of it, let's, let's not forget. The origin of Roe v. Wade getting overturned was from a suspicious leak in the Supreme Court. The first leak in 270 some odd years. Yeah. No. I mean, there's a lot going on there. You could, you know, make your own uh, assessment and think what you want about it. But I do think it just brought up a good point that I didn't even think of, Cap. So I appreciate that one. You had, you had told me you had a you had a conspiracy theory that you wanted to wait to share with me until we were on. Yeah, but yeah, so well, that's a good point, dude. That's a very good point. Very keen observation. It's interesting because what are they going to do in November? If you look at polling, yes, a majority of Democrats don't want Biden to run again, dude. You know what I mean? Like a bunch of polls came out the past week, uh, and like the big, the one, the big one in the news was the Fox News poll, because um, they also interviewed a lot of Democrats. Apparently, mm-hmm. Fox News. I mean, again, what do I know about polls? Yeah. I think they're all probably bullshit to some extent, anyway. But uh, with the climate change, you know, executive actions and whatnot coming, they polled kind of everybody, Fox News and climate change is like is like one percent of people's concern yeah. right now. Uh, and they polled Democrats. It's three percent of Democrats concerned right now. The number one concern on probably almost every single person Inflation. in the country, unless you're an insane, you know, radical person on the left is the economy. The insane radicals on the right, their their concern is the economy as well, I would say. So it's really almost everybody. It's an overwhelming percentage of people who the number one. And it's amazing because I I love 
listening to like left-wing media now on this when they talk about biden like gun control is the number one issue in america not wow. by a long shot is gun right. control the number people people want the economy and inflation to go back to normal yeah. they could care less who has a gun that's yeah. the real problem the other things are like periphery issues you know that that yeah. people care about but if you can't eat and you can't make you know, money, that's the most important thing to you in the moment. Something I just thought about with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, it didn't turn out the way people aren't protesting and rioting because nothing was taken away. They're still getting the same amount of abortions. You know what I mean? Like if yes. state if, from from New York to L.A., no more abortions. Yeah, I could see buildings burning. But you you were still you were expecting people to do what while still getting abortions. You have to admit now that like not you and I, but like they them, the establishment with their pronouns has to admit like this isn't a big deal. Well, people are, are realizing that not them. They're, they're not. They're trying to use it True. as a carrot and a stick thing. But I think it's going to fail ultimately. Yeah. So we got one other we got one other topic, one other video. I know you have one tweet of the week left as oh, well. Oh shit! Wait, go to the tweet of the oh, week. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Let's this was that. this pertained to uh, Alex Stein. Right. This made me fucking laugh after she was quote unquote arrested. Hang on. Sorry, I didn't have it up. It's all good. <laughs> on my way to the, Alex Stein. Number 99 on my way to the courthouse to bail her out in referencing. He's going to bail out AOC, which would be if she actually did get arrested, if he was if she got arrested and he was the one to bail her out, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be pretty hysterical. You know, AOC is is uh, she's really good at Twitter. She's a master propagandist, I think, too, although I think. These things are she's the Trump of the left. man. Yes, she is the Trump of the left. These things are starting to backfire on her, though. To see here. This photo of her crying. I mean, this yep. one's photoshopped to put her in a jail jumpsuit. I know it's, it's playing on the whole she got arrested thing. But like this photo has backfired on her for crying in front yep. of the the uh, kids in cages. The, the big blue Latina thing has has uh, backfired a lot. And now her imaginary getting arrested has backfired. So I, I think maybe AOC is is these playing. people are receiving a lot of abuse. The yeah. tide's turning, man. It, it is. Right, what's this last uh, topic we got here? You lost. No, it's uh, this this thing gets in the way. Uh, gonna have to uh, screen share again. Little screen share thing always gets in the way and blocks me from clicking on the next thing. All right, so this is the Trans Admiral oh, yeah. Levine, uh, and she was on MSNBC. I'm gonna play this clip for everyone. I think this is very interesting exchange, uh, and we'll get into it. But let's let's hear first what the Trans Admiral has to say. Joining us now is Assistant Health Secretary, Dr. and Admiral Rachel Levine. Admiral Levine, thank you very much for being with us. Uh, first of all, uh, when can we expect more vaccines to be made available? And you just saw what Antonio is reporting about the website is crashing. It is reminiscent of the rollout of the COVID vaccine. Well, we will be expecting more shipments of the vaccine, uh, the Genios vaccine from, from the company. And we have ordered more uh, for, uh, uh, for future distribution throughout 2022 and to 23. Certainly, we need to coordinate with local, state and federal um, public health uh, to be able to address this significant public health threat. How significant is the threat? Now, we understand that monkeypox is not transmitted the way COVID is. Uh, 
through the aerosol transmission. Oof. It's usually well, through sexual partners, through fluid exchanges. But that still means that it is, a, you know, it is very contagious, correct? And it is a real threat. Is this a pandemic? So this is not a pandemic, um, and this is not COVID-19. As you've been saying, uh, this is not uh, trans. All right, so it's not a pandemic, at least, monkeypox. Man, did she stumble through that, and she felt uncomfortable asking those questions like about how it transmit, you know, monkeypox transmits through uh, genitalia or whatever she said, through fluids, not like sexual uh, relationship. Yeah. yeah. Transmitted uh, through the air like COVID-19, uh, but it is a significant public health issue oh, that we're course. taking very, very seriously. It, is it limited to men who have sex with men, transgender or non-binary indiv individuals? You know, give us a, a oh, sense of the population. If you bang a non-binary individual, uh, you get how, how, how widely. Oh, man, I am enjoying her just suffer through. I, I forget what her name is from MSNBC. Let's wind it back one second because you were talking. But she is just so uncomfortable here asking these questions to, to Admiral Livy. Hold on one second. Uh, or, how, or how widely spread it is in the general population. Well, it's important to remember that anyone can contract monkeypox, but right now the community most affected um, is the LGBTQI plus community, particularly, as you said, men who have sex with men. So gay and bisexual men have been most impacted, uh, but it does have the potential to spread, which is why we're working in the federal government with state and local health departments for containment. We've significantly increased the uh, testing and to want them to be working on contact tracing um, with contact tracing for, for monkeypox and they're mm. working at containment i mean literally what are they are they handing out butt plugs to sticking gay dudes it's, asses it, this when he speaks it is such a machine he's like she he, you just you bigot you just hit she you're right um when she speaks it's just like this machine of like talking point keywords you know what i mean this is a health issue like covid19 like just Listen to the way she talks oh, and you'll, you'll see. What I'm this is five minutes. We're, we're, we're about halfway through. I might skip a little bit to, to the insanity at the end, but I'll see what else she has to say. Isolation and quarantine. Um, and then we are distributing all the vaccine that we have and purchase more uh, and we'll continue to distribute that. Um, and there are effective treatments. Now, the vaccine and treatments were originally designed for smallpox, but they are effective against monkeypox. We've Even the monkeypox vaccine is not really a monkeypox vaccine. She just admitted <laughs> it right there. It's a vaccine for smallpox. It, it really is just, I mean, what they're doing here, they're selling more vaccines, right? For something that I'm, I'm sorry, I don't see monkeypox being a threat in any way to majority of people in the world right now. And you people know, are going out and getting the vaccine. But, but this is a thing now, dude. This is a thing now. Yeah. Like, we are in lockstep with the pharma industry. There was a, there's a thing that has occurred, right? right? Like a little and it's in the news. Monkeypox sell those fucking vaccines. The government, she says, she said that, that they have purchased them, right? Who's they? Yep. And the they're going to keep purchasing them. Use your tax dollars again to purchase something to then give it to you for free, right? It's free. We're giving the vaccines. Away for, it's not free. You paid for it. So now, uh, again, they've now just given the pharma industry another revenue stream. For another trumped up fucking thing. Let's see what else she's got to say. They're talking about monkey pots here, by the way. They're not even talking about COVID. They're on to the next thing. Yeah. We've got a press release here from Sonicare Health, Sonic Healthcare USA. 
uh, which is quoting uh, Rochelle Walensky, Dr. Walensky at CDC, saying that there is an agreement uh, with this company for better testing, so that you would have better data. Uh, I assume that that is an official announcement. Um, so we are increasing the amount of testing throughout the country through LabCorp and many other commercial uh, testing companies to make sure that we get uh, more information and more data about the extent of the spread of monkeypox, which gives us much more information in order to address it. I also want to ask you about COVID because uh, the most immune of it would be really too late. And we're concerned, as you answered, which seems right. to be the most fear, contagious. Fear. Fear. So just to sum up this next part, fear. Fear, fear of monkeypox. Do you notice people COVID. wearing masks again? Because I have. Yeah, I have, unfortunately. Openly transgender. Okay, hang on. This is where things go off the rails here. In the area in which you live. I want to ask you also uh, about transgender Americans, because you're the first openly transgender official confirmed by the United States Senate. In a recent op-ed, you urge people to base medical decisions and public statements on real data and compassion rather than slander. And you spoke to trans youth in Florida recently. Tell us what you told them. Well, you know, it, it, trans youth are, are vulnerable, um, and they suffer significant harassment and bullying, uh, sometimes at schools or in their community. They have more mental health issues, but there's nothing inherent with being transgender or gender diverse, which would predispose youth to depression or anxiety. It is that harassment and bullying. All right. Her first part here, it, it is fucked up. That, that people are bullying kids who, who identify mm -hmm. as transgender and, uh, and, and non-binary and whatnot. But here, you know, the thing is, though, right, like kids always bully kids. It doesn't yeah. matter whether they're transgender or you're a fucking nerd. When I was a kid, I used to wear glasses. So people used to bully me because of that. And it was depressing at times, right? Like kids are awful for the most part in school and they bully each other all the time. It's not a special thing that the trans community is being bullied. Everyone is bullied, right? Yeah. I've actually even heard stories that there are so many trans kids in certain schools that they bully the straight kids, <laughs> yeah. right? In reverse. So, like, it's not a trans exclusive thing that kids are bullying each other. It's a kid thing. They all bully each other. Now they're suffering politically motivated attacks through state uh, actions against these vulnerable transgender youth. This is not based upon data. This is these are these are, these actions are politically motivated, and so we really want to to to, to base our treatment and uh, and to uh, affirm and to uh, support and empower these youth, not to limit their participation in activities and sports, and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their state. No, you chose Florida, of course, the home of the don't say gay. Oh, boy, here we go with that one again. Yeah, we're going to get into that part next. But first of all, I have not at any point, I don't know if you have, feel free to chime in here anytime you want to, Cap, but I have not at any point ever seen any political actor on the right ever criticize a child or bully a child on social media or in person or anything like that. All of the criticism has been towards adults and adults' actions regarding kids and transgenderism. I've never seen Ron DeSantis, like, you know, publicly shame a child, you know, because what they're kind of, there. like, inferring. Here. Yeah. It's a ridiculous fucking point to make. I, I have nothing to say on that. Like, <laughs> it's just, it is so ridiculous. It, once I start going off, I'm just going to be offensive, you know? All right. It, so I don't care yeah, that people yeah. want to be trans, but 
what they're advocating for here is once again with males who transition to female and then want to play you know in women's sports and then all of a sudden they start dominating the sport it's just it's ridiculous when you think of women's boxing and here comes this trans man to start leveling women where where does it truly end you know what i mean yeah it's it's an, it's an awesome I, have sport. your own trans weight class then for all yeah, I, I think care. that's a good idea actually um I, you, you know, know you want to include them do have a whole new segment go for it funny story uh last week somebody i know only very vague uh was down in pennsylvania and uh they happened to run into leah thomas the uh swimmer oh yeah this person told me holy shit that is a big fucking woman like <laughs> gigantic muscular still looks like a dude you know is not very feminine just to put it that way you could just look at her right and but there's no definition like of a woman so i'm just saying it looks like yeah. this person was seen her in person it's like it looks like yeah. she has an advantage looked like the rock with a wig on yeah i just want to point out here which we'll we'll, we'll let uh the ad the trans admiral here finish up i mean this is a united states federal government official an admiral an admiral right and it, it, she's not like I, I in my opinion this might be disrespectful maybe to the service and to the government but i really don't give a fuck because i hate the government right She's not a real admiral. It's not an admiral <laughs> that like commands the Navy, like, you know, like Chester MacArthur or, or whatever, you know, it, she's the, an admiral for like the health services, whatever the, the health corps. Right. Yeah. So, so, but again, she is an actual agent of the federal government. She just said she wants to affirm the, the, the uh, transgender youth. And and uh, she, she made another point. Let's actually wind that back. I just want to get clear exactly what she said one more time. Uh, of course, the home of the don't say gay bill, of course, she's been notivities to sports and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their state. OK, no. So this is a agent of the federal government of the United States of America who's advocating for gender affirmation treatment. What she's talking about is giving children drugs that can change, that could block them going through puberty or change their gender, essentially. So when someone, when, when I bring up like what libs of TikTok does to people or, or like to just like people, they'll, and they'll be like, oh, you're conspiracy theorists, you're crazy. <laughs> that's not what's going on. You know, that's, there's not this crazy thing. This is again, an agent of the United States federal government advocating for giving children drugs. And it's been and they right. want they want yeah. power over the state to stop the state right. from stopping this. saying no. Right. Like they're yeah. they're fighting. The, most governments are like, no, that's probably not a good thing. So although I hate the government, at least some governments here <laughs> are doing the right thing. But the bigger government's like, no, we got to do this. We got to make sure we drug up the kids again, man, like. Kids don't know what the fuck they want. I wanted yep. to be in the military when I was a kid. Now I'm the most anti-war person that exists. And isn't it funny that earlier she had mentioned that the trans children suffer from the depression and the anxiety and the abuse directly from the bullying. And it somehow has nothing to do with being 13, 12 years old, not knowing what sex you are, whether you want to be a boy or a girl taking these specific, these, these drugs that who, yeah, maybe they block your hormones. Remember how crazy you were when you were hormonal and going through puberty. 
I can only imagine the adverse effect of you going crazy. Right. And I don't think that's like a widely understood or studied thing, right? Like, I know what you're trying to say, right? Like, if you if you stop those those things from occurring, yeah, maybe it does have an effect on maybe make you more depressed or, yeah. you know, messes with your emotional, mental a million state. side effects from these pharmaceutical drugs yeah. that are literally stopping you from Again, growing up. You just referenced. What are they? Pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical drugs. drugs. What yeah. has she been doing this entire video? She's been selling advertising, guys, advertising and selling you guys. At least this is the third, if not fourth, uh, pharmaceutical, big pharma, you know, drug. She's yep. out of here trying to say it's a couple seconds left. Let's wrap it up. You chose Florida, of course, the home of the don't say gay bill. Of course. It's not what it's called. Of course, she's been notably <laughs> uh, restrictive. So that is correct. You know, it, it, the studies show from the Trevor Project that all it takes is one supportive adult to make all the difference for an LGBTQI plus youth, uh, transgender you youth in terms adult. of their risk of depression and suicide. One supportive adult. That often is a teacher or some a school personnel. And the don't say gay bill is very damaging to their health. All right. So she says here, all it takes is one supportive adult. That's not what she actually means, though. What she means is it, all it takes is one person to, to reconfirm and agree with my worldview and to confirm that the child is transgender. So, like, I agree that it, it is important to have supportive adults in a child's life. Mm -hmm. But being a supportive adult doesn't mean I take an ideological side and only support the child having that side of the yeah. ideology. Being a supportive adult means no, like, no, sometimes you have to, like, challenge a tough kid love. And check them yeah. and and maybe they are gay right and you shouldn't be a, an asshole right i have we have gay friends who were treated like shit when they were kids by their parents that's fucked up right that's the complete opposite end of the spectrum mm -hmm. that should not be done but that doesn't mean you just like that doesn't mean you just i don't know like you just don't think critically oh wait admiral levine told me i have to support my kid being yeah. transgender my kid again who doesn't even know well no it's not even it's not even your kid they wanted to be a teacher or a school person. That's true, right? So not even one of these 180 the plus teachers who've been arrested for sexualizing children under, you know, K through 12. They want one of them to be like, no, no, little Jimmy, you are a girl. You are yeah. a girl now. So, I mean, that was pretty crazy, right? That yeah. whole video. That's why I played all five minutes of it. Right. And, and, I, and I've made the point here on the show a bunch of times. You can't you can't watch that and tell me it's not crazy, but like, what is really going on here? Because it's not, in my opinion, and I've said this, I think before, it's not really about LGBTQ plus IAA rights or trans rights or actually gender things with children. In my opinion, it's just about getting people to deny objective reality. Yeah. And it's coming from the state. If you think I'm a conspiracy theorist, I just played five minutes of a fucking video. From a, Forget, from a, if you've sat admiral. through this entire episode, if you sat through this entire, they want you to deny Mike Epps' involvement in January right, yeah. 6th. They want you to deny that a good guy with a gun can stop a mass shooting, and they want you to lay down and die. They want you to deny that, you know, police need to protect people like AOC, but it's oh, perfectly fine for what's happened to Kavanaugh. They want you to think AO, they want you to deny that AOC wasn't really arrested. They want you to deny, you know, that there is this agenda to give kids to, to give out more vaccines and to give out, you know, to these hormone blocking drugs to children. 
Uh, and, we had and, a whole episode yeah, on it. Yes, literally. I mean, and going back to the AOC thing real quick, I got into it with a couple people today who I literally shared the video of AOC fake wearing uh, yeah. handcuffs and they were still arguing. <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes I had this conversation with somebody. Today. I was like, sometimes I need a litmus test for myself. Right. Where I'm like, man, maybe maybe my worldview of of there's a psyop going on trying to turn people into conformists. Is, is too far. Right. And that's really not what it is. Um, maybe it's just me looking too deep into it and, and getting siloed. Yeah, you're getting perspective. Thoughts. I'm trying to give myself perspective. Right. But then someone comes and tells me, no, you're wrong. She got arrested. Those weren't fake handcuffs. Those, you know, like she was, you know, handcuffed. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm right. Never mind. Yeah. Like, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You know, for reconfirming yeah. my suspicions that the state is trying to brainwash everyone into like believing whatever it is that is pro the state. Yeah. That's what's going on here, right? If you could take like a most co- like the most simple co- like core thing in humanity, which is like there's men and there's women. And you can introduce all these other things and say no, it's just whatever you want and you know there's no rules. Forget, you know, follow the science, but there's no science in this, yeah. right? You could shift that. If you could break someone's I like mold with that core belief just right there. Like we can't agree on anything then. And then you could take those people that you brainwashed and broken that one thing and you could move them to anything you want, which I think I've said before in the past, like you want to tell people it's that, that we, meme where it's the Ukraine flag. It's yes, the vaccine. You, you want to tell people that war is good. They'll believe you. You want to tell people you want to tell people that bringing the population of the world down to 500 million people is a good thing. They'll believe you. You want to tell people that the world's going to end in 30 years if we don't submit to communism because of climate change? They'll believe you. They don't actually give a fuck about the LGBT community or trans rights or anything like this. It's a vehicle to brainwash people to get to support the current thing. And that's my opinion. That's it. That's all it is, in my opinion. And if you think we're fucking crazy. Rewatch this whole episode again. Yeah. Watch yeah. Go back to minute one and start. I didn't make right, we didn't make that shit. We weren't there, as, yeah. you know, at, dressed up as a woman and talking on <laughs> MSNBC. We were just replaying it. Yep. All Any right. Other so thoughts? You, no, no. You you've had you've had a roll of an episode. I must say, man. Thank you. Sorry. It was, it was it's a all long, good. A, I did a lot of research on this one. It was a long time. Coming. I've I've gotten on my rants and you've sat through them all, too. So it's fine. I'm pretty impressed with the amount of research, though, with the, the Ray Epps one. That's that was a show in itself. It wasn't even no, hard. I, yeah, I mean, that too. that's the final point. The New York Times could have did that, right? Yeah. Like they could have looked at it critically. <laughs> they didn't, though. You know, none yep. of them did. They, they wrote, wrote a suspicious fluff piece. They wrote a bad article that an idiot like myself could. I spent 45 minutes picking yeah. that apart and like trying to clarify my thoughts. You know, I mean, imagine if you spent 45 days on it, you'd probably have it wrapped up. You'd have the evidence that he was working. Yeah, for the FBI. maybe I should quit my job and I'll <laughs> fucking figure I'll have my own January 6th committee. Yeah. And I'll get to the bottom of the whole fucking thing. All right. Well, on that note, let's go start the committee. Doom Nation. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, make sure you like, share and subscribe. Peace out.